Okay, so I have no idea how to start this thing anymore. Um, but, uh, okay, so initial thoughts of the Batmobile. Because you texted me, Batmobile, Batmobile, Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, I, I've, so what were I flipped your out. I will be honest. I, I flipped out because I wasn't, I mean, I don't think anybody can legitimately say, oh, I was expecting this 100%, you know, this was, go- yeah. this was happening and this was happening. So, for one, you know, we, we are going to talk on our subject of, uh, freaking uh, uh, people being added into the cast, but like you said in your video regarding mm-hmm. the Batmobile, if it's not from Matt Reeves, you shouldn't really believe it. So we'll have to wait yeah. for that, and we'll talk about that later. But mm-hmm. so when I just opened up Twitter randomly, I see these pictures, and I guess I didn't really like look at it. I just like immediately like went to my text yeah. and I was like, Batmobile. And, nice. you know, I, after, because you were like, uh, maybe you should send a picture. <laughs> I yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't have Twitter. So. <laughs> so I sent you the pictures and then I started to really look at it and I'm like, that is Dominic Toretto's car. That yeah. is, that is, that's just what it is. Mm. And you immediately sent me that text saying, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like. Okay, look, my thing is, and I said this in the video, and I told it to you, and I've told it to anybody else that I've talked about, the car looks great. Design-wise, I would drive this fucking car, because yes. it looks and, and gorgeous. I think that's the biggest problem that we both have, is the fact that it it looks yeah. like a cool car, but it's not a Batmobile. Yes, and I already know people because we're and we're gonna talk about this in a little bit too because there's a huge defense for this car. But oh, everybody's yeah. like, "Well, oh, you don't know Batman then, because back in the '60s." Blah, 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 blah. And like, yes, we know that whole thing. Trust me, we've been reading comics long enough to know there have been so many iterations of the Batmobile. If you don't, but, if you haven't been reading comics for that long, all you have to do is literally read freaking Curse of the White Knight. And there is one yeah. scene with every Batmobile in there. Yeah, it's it's insane. So yes, we know that this type of Batmobile or a version of this has existed before. Um, but you know what? We also know that things that happened back in the 60s or whatever, or not even 60s, I'm talking, we're talking about like 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, um, were very different. I mean... Batman used to use guns, something that he doesn't use anymore. He used and to have purple so, gloves, which he yeah, doesn't he used use to have anymore. Purple gloves. He used to be a well, I mean, he's still kind of a womanizer, but that's a personality. But he used to be like a super womanizer, yeah. and he used to kill people. Yeah, and so like it was very different. He, you know what? He had that whole thing with Robin possibly being gay. You know, they've <laughs> changed things over the years. Okay. <laughs> So, um, like, there's just a lot. And one of the things that has changed definitely over the years is the Batmobile. It hasn't been a car like Batman 66. It wasn't just a normal car like that. It was like, they these were beasts. These were tanks. These were just stylistic cars. Now, I will say, and I did tell you, you know, when mm-hmm. before we even got any hint of the Batmobile being designed or anything, I told you, me personally, I thought it would have been cool if they took the Batman cartoon that was on WB mm. back in like 2010, 2011, whatever, 
yeah. if they did that kind of Mustang sports car, this is not that. Mm-hmm. Because in there, you had like a full, like almost Lamborghini style, and the hood yeah. popped up and where he could just jump in and do whatever. This, mm-hmm. we're going to have a scene where Batman's going to drive up and he's going to have to slowly open the door, climb yeah. out. And close the door again. And it's just going to look weird. It's going to look weird. It honestly will be. Yeah. And like I said, this car, again, again, because I want to emphasize this because I know people are going to be bitching about it. The (laughs) car looks great, but it doesn't look like a Batman car. And and I think that's something too. And then everybody brings it's year two, bro. He's got to make it up his own. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, I know. One again, that has not been confirmed. Nobody reliable has confirmed that this is happening in year two. But if we're gonna go with that speculation, I actually did research today. Clay saw this. Yes, I was going through because a lot of people forget there was actually a comic book called Batman Year Two. Everybody thinks it's just Batman Year One. No, it was drawn by Todd McFarlane. And then it kind of just, everybody just assumed that it just kept going after that. And then there was eventually a year three. And um, in year two, granted the story that says year two, there's no damn Batmobile in there. But if you go look at, I think, four or five issues after year two comes out in Detective Comics, they finally show a Batmobile. And it does look somewhat similar to this, although it has the more like Adam West 66 bubble shieldy yeah, kind of thing it, going. It does look a little bit lower to the ground. It has a little bit more mm. of a steep front. Uh, yeah. You know, and it looks more so like the Batmobiles that anybody else would recognize because mm. there's there's a style to a Batmobile. This, yeah. like, this doesn't look like a Batmobile. You know, from the photos we have, from the photos we have, yes, you know, and you made the joke. It's really funny that the motorcycle is hilariously looking (laughs) more like a Batman gadget or a Batman uh, uh, vehicle vehicle than the Batmobile does. And that's the one thing that I wanted. Once I saw the motorcycle with the with the basically the bat head on the Mm -hmm. on the front. I was really hoping that he would do the same thing for the Batmobile. Yeah. Because it also acts as almost like a, a shield for yeah the actual car also. And so mm-hmm. to not see that is kind of disappointing. I mean, to be honest, I think if they would have exaggerated the tail end of this car a little bit more with more like wings, like the old school 89 uh, version, yeah. I think I'd be fine with it. And I think I just think the front is a little bit too square for me um, because it just seems very like I feel like I'd see this on the streets of San Antonio. Yeah. Like I genuinely see like I feel like I would see a car like this. Now, did anybody reliable say something about a muscle car? Because I feel like this was something that we had known that it might oh, be I a think- muscle car. Hmm. Okay, so I don't know if that is like something I screenshotted screenshotted from the guy that designed this because I do follow him. Uh-huh. I don't know if that was it. I want to say he was the one that said we'd probably see it eventually. But somebody did, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. Somebody did say it was supposed to be a muscle car on steroids. This or something just like that. This. I mean, yes, this does fit the description. But mm-hmm. once again, when I think. Batmobile muscle car. I'm thinking a combination of both. This just yeah. looks like a muscle car. 
Well, yeah, I I thought I would we would have got something like Sean Murphy's, but he has like one that has like a crazy ass engine sticking out of it in one yeah. of the comic books. Like that would have been insane. Yeah. Um, but this again, I I said this and I've made the joke a billion times already. This is the Bat and the Furious. Yes. And this is literally something I feel like you could throw this in the Fast and the Furious and nobody would know that this is a Batmobile. No. At at all. And and I think that's my issue. I think you could put this in any other movie and people would be like, oh yeah. But when you have a Batmobile, everybody should be like, that's the Batmobile. It's like it's I, a glorified James Bond car. Yeah, I, even that. So like, if you look at it, and and I hope this is not what it's going to be. But if you zoom in, because these these photos are very high quality. Yes, they are. Um, and we can, we'll make fun of the bat suit here in a little bit because we're going to talk about that too. Because he's, I'm assuming that's Robert Pattinson. But if you look at the very front of this car, there's like, I guess where the grill is supposed to be, there's all these rods. Now, the front rods look like they're part of the bumper. But then right near the headlights, there's two sets of rods on each side that seem like they're slightly elevated. I kind of hoping those are not the guns. And we're going to be shooting out of the front of the engine oh, like, so or yeah. that compartment. That's and I think that's what's going to happen because the engine's in the back. There's two each. Yeah. Wow. Because the engine's in the back. So that means this is going to be, like, I guess where the bullets and everything are stored in the front of this thing. And because the engine's in the back, so there's literally nothing in the front of this car. Yeah. So, uh, one, I hope that's that front of that car is super reinforced because, like I said, I told Clay this. I was like, this car looks like it can just get run off the road by the cops. So it's going to need to have some, it needs to be the fastest car in the world or something. Like, because, I mean, I don't know. I just don't see how this is, like, supposed to be, like, this badass car. It does not scream Batmobile to me. Again, I feel like I got to emphasize this a million times. Looks gorgeous. Would drive this car. Do you know what this reminds but, me of? Like, honestly, so, I just thought about this. Mm-hmm. You know, 90s kids would definitely remember this. Remember watching Gone in 60 Seconds? The la- yeah. the last car that they needed to steal was a the Shelby Shelby GT five hundred. Yeah. That's what this mm-hmm. is. It's just that glorified like money car that's yeah. like, oh, you need this in your collection type thing. And that's what I feel like this is. This is just something yeah. that's a little bit showy because it's the Batman. But and a lot of people and well, you yeah. know, I, I'll save this for later because I know that we have the quote from Kevin Smith that we want to talk about later. Yeah. But uh, okay. you said you wanted to talk a little bit more about the defense. You know, you 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 made it yeah. completely clear that the engine is on the outside. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. So this, I don't want to take credit for this because this came from somebody in my comment section of the video that I made about this, and they said that this is kind of dumb. I think they used the word stupid because they're like the engine is completely exposed. Like enemies can just shoot up this engine and it's done. You're fucked. Yeah. And like there's no telling is this a gasoline engine? Is it a diesel engine because gasoline we work at a gas place. It's pretty flammable. Oh yeah. So like, you know, you hit this thing, it, this shit might catch fire. And um like and see now I will say that would look kind of gangster if this thing does hit fire when he's driving. Uh but another weird ass thing that would really hurt this is it doesn't look like there's windows in the back. So if you're if you're dead shot, you're sniping Batman like easy money because there's nothing in the back of this. It doesn't look like it's got windows in the back. It looks like the engine. It, it, it genuinely from this photo I'm looking at, it looks like the engine is right behind the front seat, 
and like oh, yeah. that is just super dangerous. It looks and, it looks very exposed from the interior yeah. of the car. Wow. So I just feel like how is this gonna be? He's not gonna get into any crazy fights. Is he not gonna like you know get shot up by a whole bunch of people? Like it's just again the car looks great, but it it does not look like a Batmobile to me, dude. Do you know what I just noticed? What's up? That that photo of the engine in the back. I yeah. literally just noticed this. I didn't even know this. Batman mm-hmm. is standing in the front of it. Robert Pattinson is standing in the front of the yeah. car. And if you zoom yeah. in, it literally looks like he's wearing blue jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and it also looks like he's showing his bulge there, too. Uh, <laughs> it's a really bad photo for him. Oh, uh, or maybe it's a good photo. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, that's, you know what? This is, it was this photo that made me go look at the bat suit again. The ones that came when he was on the bat bike. Uh-huh. Because if you, if you look at this photo, this particular one with the engine, and I know this sucks for podcast listeners, but you can go look at these photos yourself as well online because they're all over the place. Uh, it looks like his tactical suit. It looks like it kind of has like a t-shirt on. You know what I mean? Like you, you see that it's like things that wrap around his biceps, make him look like he's wearing a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. middle part bends right between the gauntlets. So I went back and looked at that and that's kind of how it is. So like that middle part between the bicep and the gauntlet is just like cloth. Basically, I guess right, his arm yeah, I was going to say right at the elbow yeah. to help him move around a little bit. Yeah, so um so yeah, I mean, again, that that is our initial thoughts on the Batmobile. It looks like something that belongs in Fast and the Furious and there's so many memes out there already for this. I did say that I am going to be very excited to see this thing actually cut into a Fast and the Furious movie whenever they have the freaking chase scene or whatever they're doing with this into a Fast and Furious movie so I can react to that because I know some people are going to edit the hell out of that. <laughs> and that'll look really cool. Like, oh shit, Batman's here. And um, so that'll be kind of cool. Again, a beautiful car. Just does not scream Batmobile to me. Um, and I, I told this to Clay immediately. I was like, I hope this is a year two storyline and this thing gets exploded. Um, and so does the suit. And uh, we get brand new shit. That's like super, like he meets Lucius Fox and be like, yo, we got all this stuff designed for you. You don't need to write, you know, do that stupid shit anymore. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that was a little aggressive. But you know what I mean? Like, I just think, I just, I don't know. I, I want more of a Batmobile uh, in, 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 in my mind. But I do want to talk about this. Uh, well, let's get, let's get to the defense of this car before we talk about this suit some more. Um, so you had Kevin Smith said something. Yeah, today. so Kevin Smith retweeted Matt Reeves' pictures because, like we said, Matt Reeves was the one that debuted these photos. And Kevin Smith said, I like it. Has a nice Adam West slash Barris feel to it. It's a believable Batmobile that someone who's not a billionaire could build, which also helps throw people off to the scent of Bruce Wayne being Batman. Thanks for the early looks. We're all rooting for you, Matt. And then Matt Reeves yeah. commented and said, thanks. So, mm-hmm. yes, he's right. This does look like somebody, anybody that has any engineering or mechanical background could build yeah. this car. That is absolutely right. But it's because mm-hmm. of that reason, it's dumb. We talked yes. about this, and we actually got a little bit aggressive with each other, going back to the whole Snyder talk. But oh, that's because fuck Snyder, I'm tired of him. <laughs> but you even said it. I, 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 I'm sure he said it on the podcast, but I need to say it. Mm-hmm. I need him, I need you to say it again, 
so that way we uh-huh. have it on the internet forever. For the fact oh, that Snyder... About what I said about Batman? Uh, what Snyder did for you. He created... Oh, yeah, he gave me the most... Not, not, I don't want to say the... I don't think I said most comic book accurate Batman, but he gave me the Batman I always wanted. Yes. In theaters. Not aesthetically. Aesthetically and just like that. Because he didn't get... He fucking had Batman killing. I thought that was stupid. Yeah, yeah um, but, but aesthetically. fighting and all the suits and just aesthetically, yes, he gave me the Batman I wanted. And I say that is the one thing that I will fight with Snyder fans, uh, with Snyder on his side. Everything else, I'm like, no, fuck you, bro. But if we're talking about Batman, I'm on. I, I got you. I got you. So, but yeah. With that, you know, we have gotten every Batman under the sun. We've gotten the Nolan mm-hmm. grounded Batman. We've gotten the very comic booky Zack Snyder. And the thing is, you made a good point. I don't. I don't know why. You know, I agreed mm-hmm. with you. I don't know why people think that Batman needs to be grounded when he lives in a universe where a man can fly. Yeah, and a woman is 100 years old. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so dumb. I hate it. And I know that people are like, well, he's a human. He's going to show this. Who fucking cares? Okay, uh, a billionaire. Billionaires have a bunch of cars I like can, this. I can tell you. Like, no, no. I can tell you right now. Name me a billionaire to in, in our world. That has a cow that can stop a bullet at point blank range. Yeah. Name me a billionaire that's ever tried to be Batman. Like, you know what I mean? So if we're going to realistic, it doesn't matter what Kevin Smith said. Because there's nobody out there thinking billionaires are out here trying to save poor people. Exactly. That's the real thing. So it's just like, I think that that whole idea of it needs to be grounded. Batman needs to be this. It needs to be realism. Look, Nolan did it. Nolan did the realism thing. We don't need it again. We don't. And I think that's what I enjoyed about Zack Snyder so much was like, like, no, this fool's going comic book. Granted, he picked the wrong comic book to really go after when he picked Dark Knight. And I granted, I know his style, whatever. Didn't like that he killed. But aesthetically, great. But Nolan did the realistic thing. You're not going to beat that. Like, that was Oscar worthy. First comic book movies nominated for Oscars or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he started that shit. And it was the first comic book movie to go over a billion dollars. Nolan's shit is never going to be topped because it, it broke down walls. You know what I mean? But that means it should never be even tried, to be honest, because we've seen it. Yeah. And it was boring. Fighting-wise, Batman was no, stiff whenever, and boring. Whenever I think of a comic book movie on the big screen, I want to be able to, like, the imagination that I have when I'm reading a book and the panel-by-panel panel fight scenes, I'm like, man, I wish I could see this on screen. I have never been able to do that until Man of Steel. Yeah. Never. Then I got it again in BVS. I don't yeah. think we're ever going to get that again. Yeah, I still say, I, I okay, until Endgame came out, BVS had the best fight scene in, in all superhero movies until yes. Endgame came out. Because Endgame just was that times a quadrillion. Yeah. Um, but it was still chaotic, badass fighting in that. Uh, but yeah, like I just don't think... And this is what worries me, and I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned it in the video, but I don't. I know I definitely told you. It's that I'm getting worried with Matt. I think this is going to be a phenomenal story because Matt Reeves is a great storyteller. Yes. Aesthetically, I don't know if he is trying to be realism and bring realism to this, which we don't need. Yeah, Again, and, and that was something that I said. You know, he 
It's it's been known that he said that he wants to make this more comic book accurate, but at the same time, he has also said that he wants to take Batman out of the comic book realm, almost as if something that we that they did with the Joker. Joker yeah. was very cinematic; it wasn't comic booky. Yeah, and the thing is, you can't you can do that with certain characters. If you want, mm-hmm. if Matt Reeves wants to do that. I think he should make a Bruce Wayne freaking black label freaking WB movie. Okay, yeah. do that. But if you're going to have him don the cape and cowl, it needs to be comic booky. That's just yeah. what it is. He's a comic book character. He's in mm-hmm. spandex. He's in armor. Whatever you want to make him wear, he's a yeah. comic book hero. Don't mm-hmm. take that away from the character. Yeah. And you know what? I, and I don't like the idea that like superhero movies can't be cinematic. You know what I mean? Because granted, I know Joker was very like cinematic. The story was great and it was grounded or whatever. But you can make a cinematic fucking Batman movie. Like it's the one character that could be comic booky and cinematic at the same time. Yeah. I mean, look, I know a lot of people hate him, but that intro to Justice League, Josh Whedon made a cool little Gotham on that rooftop. Granted, like the whole conversation between him and that guy was kind of stupid, but aesthetically it looked pretty cool. Like, yeah, and and you and it had some really good shots of Batman. I mean, when he's just standing across the freaking thing on a gargoyle looking at the guy like you're like, oh, shit. And then he flies over Gotham with the parademon like that was cool shit. You could make a cinematic Batman. Just imagine him jumping off a la Spider-Man, which MCU doesn't fucking give us ever. Like, just going through, grappling through the freaking, you know, Gotham City. Like, you can have such cinematic shots with this. And, you know, we saw, you know, I don't think it made it into the actual movie, but it's on the deleted scenes. Even Zack Snyder did the whole swooping down Batman thing, like the most iconic thing from the animated series. Like, he did that and he took somebody away with him. Like, you can add that kind of stuff to this movie. And I think that it's unfortunate, and I, I thought, you know, Matt Reeves was going to be different than everybody else, but it seems like everybody wants, they want the blockbuster of Batman, but they also wanted it to be something that's not comic booky. And I'm just like, bro, like, he's been around for fucking 80 years. Like, I don't see why everybody has to try to make it so real. Like, and I don't know. And, and you know what, maybe that's that's me trying to have my cake and eat it too, because... I, you know, Batman is the one character that does have really dark, crazy characters. So, you know, and, and it could be like people that are in society, you know, people are fucked up, like a lot of the fucked up characters in Batman. And so maybe like, I'm like, oh yeah, I would love a realistic story. Like Joker, you know what? I thought that was great. Again, I always say it every time. I don't, I didn't need that movie, but I'm glad that it came out. Yeah, for sure. And I I think that's kind of where I am with this. I am not liking a lot of the style choices. But I'm hoping at the end of it, I'm like, oh my god, dude, this was such a good Batman movie. I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong on this. But I'm also hoping that this suit and this car get destroyed at the same time. <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. Um, I also want to talk about this whole year two thing, because this is obviously still a big thing. We, here on this podcast, are going under the assumption that that is not from a reliable source. It's not true until somebody on the production actually says so. Yeah. Um. It's believable, I will say that. It's believable, but I just don't... Didn't we talk about it, last time that it came from a source that is heavily, like, proven wrong? 
Yeah, Umberto, whatever his face is. Yeah, um, yeah, that guy. And he, it, but it comes from the rap, which tries to make it look a little bit more, you know, like reliable. I guess I don't yeah. know how reliable the rap is, but yeah, I don't know. But I know that original. I know the person writing the articles, and they're not that very. They're not that reliable. So I take it with a grain of salt because it's just like somebody on the inside. Um, but I don't know. I just. I, I'm not going to see anything because I guess we'll just throw this in there right now um, because we were going to talk about it later. But the this past weekend was what was the big con that happened this weekend? Mm. C2E2. Yes. Right. C2E2 had Jim Lee, who is now the sole publisher of DC Comics. So congrats, Jim. Um, but, you know, I don't know if that's what you forced. Whatever. That's what we're hearing. <laughs> 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 I'm just fucking with you. But um, like. He came out and again, this is like, I've been saying and again a million times in this podcast. I'm catching myself with that. But people are reading into this a lot um, because it's saying that, oh, you know, DC CEO Jim Lee freaking hints at uh, Batman being in the DCEU. Yes. And it was nothing like that at all yeah no the answer was a very like it was a very non-answer answer yeah somebody like flat out just asked him about the movies or like if they're worried about the movies and he's like you know what he was uh we got a lot of exciting projects coming up we have and he didn't i don't even think he used the word dceu because that's not even the official tagline like i don't even think warner brothers wb even used that tagline ever i mean jim lee or dc ever use that tagline it's just something that somebody made up and we kind of just rolled with it yeah um and so they never call it the dceu but they're like oh yeah with the movies we got coming up we got batman and then he named off three other movies that are totally in the dceu so everybody's like oh my god he just confirmed that it's in the dceu which we are under the assumption that it has been because matt reeves said so and yes. we use Matt Reeves as, you know, the, you know, a reliable source. And all be all. Yeah. The end all be all source of the Batman because he's the director. He has said it's in the DCEU. So it's it's the Internet that is saying that it's not because they're like, this is a younger Ben Affleck because in the future he's actually going to be that Batman. Now, I will say which I, makes haven't, no I sense. haven't heard that in a while, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are still tons of people. That still believe oh, that. Oh, I get it in the, I get it in the comment section. Like, really? still, everybody's like, "This is a younger Batman," Jeez. and I think that's why everybody's harping on the year two thing. They're like, "Oh, this is year two. That means there's 18 years until Ben Affleck's Batman." That's what I think. What everybody's harping on because they're like, "You could fit a whole trilogy in those 18 years, man." Like, I think that's what's going on. Be like, "Oh yeah, how are you going to explain freaking Wonder Woman and Aquaman when they start hanging out with this Batman?" And they're like, hey, what's up, bro? And they're all the same looking. Yeah. And this guy's all, you know, whatever. It, it's so dumb. Like, he's gone. He's erased. You know, like, let it go. Um, granted, though, Flashpoint could fix all of that. They're gonna, It's going to be a Wonka freaking version of Flashpoint, but it could fix all that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's where the year two thing's coming from. We're not accepting that it's a year two thing until we hear from somebody else. The, you know, it looks okay. It's plausible. And I will say that freaking year two, because remember, they said this was an established Batman. I, I think it's very hard to get established in two years, in my opinion. There are startup companies that have been around for multiple years that are not established. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. Like, and and I don't know. So saying that this is an established Batman in two years is kind of like, meh, I don't know about that. So 
I'm not uh I'm not rolling with the year two thing. But um yeah, so that's a lot of the stuff we've gotten before. But apparently uh the internet loves this car then, right? You're yeah. saying on Twitter? Yeah, everybody loves it. I mean, I've seen people stealing the photos of Matt Reeves that uh the three that he posted or whatever and saying, mm-hmm. Oh, these are the best pictures you know, set pictures of the Batman in all of existence of every Batman that has ever lived. And I'm just like, calm down, guys. Like, the movie hasn't even fucking, like, come out yet. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen legitimate freaking photos from the finished product. And they're already going off. And, yeah, you know, like I said before, you know, at work, people are saying that, uh, you know, real comic book fans that you know only the real comic book fans appreciate this car and everybody who says Mm -hmm. that they hate it just don't understand comic books and we've never read comic books and it's just like i get that all the time it's it's crazy how fast people will just have a hard-on for anything dc related we are dc fans and fucking i bleed superman dude all every day Mm -hmm. all day every day and I still sh- like I talk crap about some of the dumbest things DC has ever done in the past, yeah. like currently and plans for the future. Like we yeah. like it is OK if you do mm-hmm. not like something that comes out of DC. It is OK. Yeah. And, and I totally agree with that. And you know what? I've I'm I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this because a lot of people that are in the industry say like you shouldn't like criticize or shit on other writers because it's really hard to get into the industry and i respect that but at the same time like when you don't know your source material and you're just doing whatever the hell you want and it's in continuity which is this massive things and you're not really respecting the fans that pay for this stuff i think you have the right to be criticized yeah and and that's kind of where i stand on it and granted i know we we do this as an entertainment thing, too. Like, we love comic books. If we weren't doing this podcast, if I wasn't making YouTube videos, if Clay wasn't doing other podcasts, we'd still be talking about this shit. Oh, yeah. And so we're just giving you our personal opinions about these things because we love it, and we know a lot of you guys love it, too. So we're not going to hold back. But I wouldn't go up to, like, Matt Reeves and be like, your fucking Batman sucks, bro. Like, this is shit. No, I'd be respectful about it. I'd be like, yeah, man. I was like, I'm not a big fan of it. I was like, but I'm excited what you're going to do. Like, I'd be respectful about it. Yeah, no, th- the thing is, so many people have gotten to this thing of, you know, uh, I guess almost like the golden rule. If you have nothing nice to say, you shouldn't say it at all. And then you're just like, yeah. you're cutting off my opinion. And like, I like, yeah. apparently, according to the internet, I should be afraid mm-hmm. to share my opinion if it's not positive. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that. I, yeah, I, no, I think, I think it's so dumb. And I think it's genuinely okay to ask a question of a creator, yeah. like to question their choices, whether, you know, mm-hmm. they decided to do one thing or the other, because yeah. for one, maybe I'm just seeing it the wrong way. Yeah. And, sure. you know, cause there's been plenty of times, plenty of times during Tom King's run of Batman where I didn't like something mm-hmm. and you did. And then we discussed it. And then it made sense after the conversation. I'm like, yeah. okay, I like it a little bit better. That actually just happened in Batman 90 when we were we were talking about it earlier today. Yeah. You saw it one way and I was like, no, I actually saw it this way. Yeah. And, and so we'll, like, we'll yeah, talk we'll about, talk about, about that, that later. later. But it's just like, like everybody who's listening right now, like it's okay if you don't like this Batsuit. It's okay if yeah. you don't like this Batmobile. 
Now, am I okay with people going to Matt Reeves mm-hmm. and retweeting like Ben Affleck's Batman? Yeah. And saying, there's literally a guy that like retweeted Matt Reeves and said, you're not Zach. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Thanks for right, Matt Reeves. Thanks for pointing that out, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's stupid. Look, you, it's okay to have your opinion. It's okay to voice your opinion. But the thing is, there is a limit to being a dick. Like, yes. okay, your opinion doesn't mean it gives you, it's an acceptable form to be a dick. Look, and, and I'll give you a personal example that I did today. I went to, I think his name's Astrop. I always forget his name. The guy that designed this car. I follow him on Instagram. I actually left a comment when he posted the photo. I was like, I was like, dude, looks fantastic. Great design. I was all, but personally, this doesn't, I don't know if I use Scream or it doesn't feel like a bat batmobile to me um and and i said that and i was like i was uh and then i think i mentioned something along the lines i was like but you know what that's badass that you know congrats on being able to be a part of history because no matter whether people love this car or not like he's in history oh yeah ever yeah like he designed a batmobile so i was like congrats on you know oh and I, i think i mentioned like i hope that you know uh the movie changes my mind when it comes out i was like but congrats on making history like you're a part of it now yeah and that's it that was me voicing my opinion, but also being very polite about it. I haven't went back to look if people were talking shit to me because I think the internet's stupid, and I'm pretty sure they are. Um, but, like, there was nothing disrespectful in that thing. I voiced my opinion, but I also said congrats because I was like, hey, I would love to have designed a Batmobile. Like, you know, who wouldn't? Yeah, for sure. And um, and apparently this was one of his, like, bucket lists or dreams. So I'm like, fucking awesome, man. Like, that's awesome that you got to achieve something in your lifetime yeah. that you wanted to do. And that's okay that I don't like it. And I'm pretty sure, you know, he, I'm pretty sure he knows that. Like, oh, yeah, people are going to like it. People are going to love it. Just like Zoe Kravitz said, she was like, the Batman fandom is like the most intense fandom because it's insane. And it's just because we're so passionate about this character. The fandom will outlive everybody that ever gets to put on the cowl and everybody that ever reads the comics. It'll just yeah, keep and, going. And that's another thing that we have to look at. Like, we're criticizing the stuff that we're seeing today. We will criticize the movie when it comes out. Mm -hmm. But in 10 years or less, there's going to be another new Batman with a new director. And it's Mm -hmm. just going to be recycled all over again. And we get to do this all over again. So, and, and, you know, it'll, like you said, it'll happen once we're dead and gone. So, yes, Mm -hmm. you can have your opinion. You can shout to yourself or do whatever. But be respectful also. Like, yeah. you know, I <laughs> I am somewhat respectful and not respectful towards <laughs> a certain writer. But yeah. who I am still banned by from, which is crazy. <laughs> and I have yet to get banned, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And it's not like I said, it's not a goal to get banned because yeah. I still want there is like it is probably the size of an atom. But there mm. is still some hope that maybe one day I'm going to open one of Bendis's books and mm. be completely surprised and actually like it. But yeah. who knows? We'll see if it changes in the next couple of months with Dadio leaving, you know? Yeah, for so sure. We'll see if his stories change. But yeah, so anyways, that is a lot of the Batmobile news. Uh, let's jump on to, before we go to the twins thing, let's jump over to the this Batsuit because... Uh, in the photos, we get to see, like, again, these are really high-quality photos. Like, you can zoom in on these like crazy. So we get to see uh, Pattinson's Batsuit. And we're assuming this is Pattinson. I don't think this is the stunt double. 
Um, Because they probably shot this the same day they shot that red cam footage or whatever. Yeah. They're like, hey, we got the Batmobile. We got you in the suit. We're going to take some photos. You know, this is stuff we're going to release. Blah, blah, blah. Um, In this, I will say he looks really scrawny. Um, And his stunt double is kind of beefy, which is weird. So I don't know what they're... I mean... I guess because he's going to be going really fast and doing the crazy stunts, we're not really going to notice. You never really notice in comic book movies. Um, but he just looks really, like, scrawny in this photo. Uh, maybe because it's the angle, and I know you pointed out you hate the way his, like, he's just, like, looks super He stiff. looks super stiff, and it reminds me a lot of Batman 89. Now, people, mm-hmm. go watch Batman 89 again, or Batman Returns, and just watch the way Michael Keaton in the bat suit looks up and around. If he yeah. if they t- so the side. if there is something like catty corner to him, he turns his chest and then yeah. looks up. This is how I, I feel like that's the way this is gonna be. And it's going to annoy me so much. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like that because I think that's the reason why he has the neck brace type thing around his cape. Because I think it goes into the cape to allow him to have full mobility. He's just standing like a dork right now. That's all he's doing. And I will say we were because I didn't mention this earlier because everybody's like these are the greatest photos of all time. I will say that I think Zack Snyder's photos were better um, when it came out to the Batmobile and the way the bat suit was. He was just there looking the, down like the, a badass. That the sad Batman. <laughs> yeah, the sad Batman. <laughs> I thought that looked cooler because he just looked intimidating, and then the Batmobile behind him, you were just like, oh shit. Um, but yeah, this one is, again, I've mentioned it, fuck, I keep saying that this whole podcast, sorry. Um, but I will say that the cargo pants are stupid. I hate them. Oh, it's the first thing, you know, it's what he made, blah, 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 year two. I know, I know your guys' responses to this already, but I made this thing, I made this joke to Clay, and he died almost at work, that I said this fucking bat suit looks like me in a cosplay. (laughs) Because he's so scrawny. He looks so skinny. If you guys have seen my YouTube videos, I am a twig. And it looks like I bought a badass cosplay that somebody made, and I'm walking around with this. But I'd be even more intimidating because I at least have the mustache. So, like, that's how... This does not, like, scare me at all. You know what I mean? No, dude, the thing that killed me was, Oh, no, it's a Mexican Batman! Oh, yeah! yeah that would be very t- he's got money oh uh, yeah that's definitely the one thing people don't want <laughs> um but oh, like man. yeah like and that he just doesn't look intimidating to me again robert pattinson if you're listening to this for some reason i am 100 percent hoping that you prove me wrong you do the most amazing performance ever as batman and then i will come straight on this thing and be like well you know what guys i was fucking wrong because I did that with Joker. I've said that a million times. Didn't want that movie. Never thought it should have been made. And it proved me wrong because it's fucking fantastic. And I'm that's what I'm hoping here. I'm hoping Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson and this whole team just blow us out of the water to where we're just like, oh, blah, 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 like just all about this movie. Now, one thing that I it. did notice about this picture, though, that I'm not sure if mm. I like is the cape looks a little thin. It's not shrouding. So? It's not shrouding his shoulders. It's not like 
over his body or anything. And Are you talking about like width wise, like wide? Yeah, that was the one thing that has that ever no Ben Affleck did that. Ben Ben Affleck didn't do that, but that was the one thing that I wanted. One thing uh, that okay. I was hoping for because everybody was like, "Oh, what if he gets like the white eyes?" And like, how can mm-hmm. we make this like a more accurate like comic book Batman? The most intimidating yeah. Batman you always see, whether it be in the actual okay. comics or in animated form, it's yeah. when he is completely covered by the cape where you don't see his body and then you just yeah. see the white eyes. That would be so fucking awesome. But in here, when yeah. you zoom out or zoom mm-hmm. in, sorry, uh, the cape looks a little normal. Yeah. And like it it's it's barely passing his like it's not even past his shoulders it's still all on his back yeah so and dude those gauntlets yeah again, man. i feel like <laughs> yeah so i don't know if we talked about it in the last one but the gauntlets look like they shoot out little spears yeah um which is just kind of weird to me but hey, it's a year two man it's a moment um so yeah the cape i will say i think the only way that would ever be achievable is cgi um which would look dope but at the same time maybe like if you could you'd have to maybe maybe it could work with something like this since they have the neck brace you would have to have it to where i don't know why i imagine like shower curtain technology you know how it like goes side (laughs) to side you'd have to have something like that with the cape to be able to make it retract in the back you know what i mean to push it to the back and it's still a cape but you can bring it over like this because i think I'm hoping that happens in my lifetime and I'm hoping I become super successful and I get to make a fucking Batman movie one day, but I'm hoping that we do get to see stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just this freaking intimidating Batman in like, you know, just all black. You only see the white eyes like, because it's doable. We've seen it in Deadpool. We saw it with ocean master. We've seen it in Iron Man. We've seen it in Spider-Man, but I don't know again with these photos too. He doesn't have any white eyes. He's still got straight up just his cow. So I'm just like, Oh, I don't know what's going to happen there because if he's not going to have white eyes, the cow's eye sockets are really big. They're like, really big. Really big. And it's like, it's very noticeable whenever you like really look at the face. Like even, yeah. even here, when you zoom in, you can still see mm. his eyes. Robert Pattinson has huge eyes and I've never yeah. noticed it until he put on a mask. <laughs> Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. I will say when, with the side profile of the Batmobile and Batman in the background, that does look kind of cool with the ears and stuff. Like that, the back of the cape and everything looks pretty awesome. Yeah, and so it, I will say they did it perfectly. I don't know how they did it as far as like making the cape do it, but it almost looks like the cape kind of goes with the curvature of the car. The, yeah, and it looks really nice. I really like this photo. Out of the three, it's probably my favorite photo. Um, just because yeah, sure. you don't really get, you don't have to look at the really weird cosplay. You just look at the cape and the cowl, mm-hmm. and then you see, of course, the slickness of the actual Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm hoping. Look, since because if I'm not mistaken, that Bat teaser dropped one day, and I think a day or two later we got the motorcycle photos. So they knew that this was gonna be like it was gonna get out. So they had to film something. So we're probably going to so, see the vehicle out yeah. and about within the next few days. Yeah. If they're not filming it today, they're filming it tomorrow. That is my opinion. Well, it'll probably be filmed by the time we drop this podcast. Yeah. 
So that'll be the thing. But yeah, so those are new photos of the bat suit and the bat car, and we've talked about it for almost 45 minutes. Uh, so the other thing we're going to talk about, which there wasn't really much to talk about on the podcast anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but two people, reportedly, for this Batman movie, we're still talking about that, have been cast, and they are twins. Um, I didn't even write down their names, but they were in, I think, Teen Wolf? Yes, they were in Teen Wolf. Yeah, never seen that show. Uh I think they have also been. Let me actually look them up real quick. Mm-hmm. They apparently they work together a lot, so they're Max, like a package deal. Max almost. and Car- Carly, Max and Charlie Carver. Mm-hmm. So I, okay. I'm not sure if they've been anything together. If they have worked, uh, well, it says here. They've done a few things. Um, Desperate Housewives, Teen Wolf, uh, and then it just says that they have done. They've done movies separately, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so uh, casting twins automatically made everybody think Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yes. Which would be cool because there was a rumor originally. And I don't know if this came from the uh, year two guy as well. I'm not too sure. It was one of those sources said that Two-Face and Mad Hatter were also supposed to be on top of Penguin, Riddler, uh, Firefly, and Catwoman. We were supposed to have six villains in this movie, what was originally reported out there in Rumorverse. But um, if Tweedledee and Tweedledum were there, that would fit with the Mad Hatter because he does the whole Alice in Wonderland thing and stuff like that. And so they're easily interchangeable with that lore. Um, but I was telling Clay this. I was like, I swear to God. Because these these two dudes are some good-looking dudes. So they're some good-looking twins. So you figure they would either, um, you know, they would use them in some other kind of way. But Tweedledee and Tweedledum are eggs. Like, they're, they're round-shaped people. Like, yeah. they're never just random, like, hey, what's going on, guys? They're not skinny dudes. And I was telling Clay, if they... Just put a stupid spin hat on these guys and a, a striped shirt. I'm going to be pissed because that is Gotham style yeah. freaking but stuff. I did also see that if you would know this more than me because I haven't watched mm-hmm. the series in quite some time. I'm sure you've watched multiple episodes just randomly throughout your life. Uh, mm-hmm. There was once twin henchmen for Two-Face in the Batman animated series. They were like redhead. There's actually a photo here. It looks like a video. I'm not going to play it right now. But it yeah, looks like um, uh, two redheaded twins. They wear a suit, bow ties, and apparently they work with Two-Face. So, could be that either... Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be great. Are, that would you're be looking at it right now? if they were them. Yeah. That would be so great because, like... I mean, I doubt they'll they'll dye their hair orange, but they they even look like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic, especially if they bring out Two Face. That would be awesome. Yeah, because they just roll around with like Tommy guns and like they they wear hats, but they also just have like flat tops. Like yeah. Um. Oh, that would be great. Uh, they're they're called Min and Max. Okay. Okay. So like minimum maximum. So oh. um. That's interesting. So, yeah, I didn't even think about them. But the other people that they could be are the Trigger Twins, which are like two gunslinging cowboy type yes, characters I, I in do know the who, Batman universe. I do know who they are, yeah. 
they were a small cameo in the crossover on Flash and Arrow. Uh, when they did that whole like they changed personalities during one of the crossovers, and Barry and uh, um, Barry and Oliver were in those black and uh, oh, white jean yeah, jackets yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. That was the Trigger Twins. Okay, uh, okay, because they had that paperwork that they were wanted. Okay, that was them. So, uh, yeah, so they could be them. So I'm really hoping that they would be playing twins of that thing, just not Tweedledee and Tweedledum, unless they're going under prosthetics and they're going to be like these kind of like characters. Yeah, and then so- somebody so, was like, when thinking about a DC property of twins, the first might assume the twins. Wonder Twins. And I'm just like, yeah, they're... They're in a Batman that movie. That was one of the headlines. Like, yeah. like, why would you think of the Wonder Twins in a Batman movie? Like, yeah. No. Well, <laughs> to DC's defense, though, they do like to throw characters where they don't belong, a.k.a. Justice League Dark, which I just watched <laughs> yesterday. That is true. <laughs> so, uh, you know, whatever sales. Um, but yeah, so there has been more castings. There have been, so I will say this, we didn't talk about it in last week's podcast, and I don't know if it happened between last week's podcast and this one, but there was another guy cast for this movie, and he he looks a lot like Falcone, like the, but the son of, like somebody, a son that could play to Falcone. Oh, okay, okay. So, which, if you guys haven't read Long Halloween, the Holiday Killer partially was Falcone's son. Yes. And so, also, I don't know if we have brought this up because I don't remember. There has been pumpkin sightings on the set or in the areas of where they're filming. Yeah. So a lot of people are crossing their fingers hoping that this is going to be a long Halloween story. Yeah. You know what would be great with that? Because if I'm not mistaken, I know I reread it recently, but I forget. I, I know it takes place over a year, but I don't know if it takes place over multiple years. Um, oh, so and, it could be year three, four, and five. Exactly, which <laughs> would be kind of cool. Uh, just to you know, pat the you know egos of those people out there that are talking about year two. If it started with this, and throughout the movie we see the passage of time, and he gets new shit as it goes on, that would be pretty interesting. I think I would be okay with that. Yeah. And because all you got to do is you got to do those like, you know how freaking the Russo brothers like to use that big font. We're like in Chicago. Oh, God. In no, New York. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. I could, I, no, no I, I know that. But like you could use that kind of transition to the new year. Like, like not I would a big be, ass font, I, but like, you I know, showing okay. that like this is spring. Do you remember how in the old movies, how uh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know exactly where they were or like what mm-hmm. time it was? So, like, you would see, like, the father figure, like, pull up the newspaper, and you would see the date. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that would be... I would want that over giant freaking dates across yeah, the screen. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And you could easily do that, especially in Gotham. Uh, but you could always go the, uh, you know, Birds of Prey route and not even know what's going on. And uh, just have True. shit happen. You know what I mean? It's supposed to happen in 24 hours. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways... Uh, so yeah, so that is uh, what's going on with the Batman movie. It would be really interesting to see if they do keep that long Halloween aesthetic to this because, you know what? I mean, there are so many villains. There was a murder in that thing. So it, I don't know. It's very it's very weird with the style of this bat suit, the concept of the movie and stuff like that. I will say that 
there are some YouTubers out there that are making videos saying like plot details have leaked and stuff like that. I haven't looked at those because I don't want to know everything about this movie. No, I'm o- um, I'm okay with knowing what the casual fan would know, and the casual yeah. fan will follow the leaked photos. I'm okay with yeah, that for sure. I'm not okay yeah. with like if there's a leaked script, I'm not gonna read it mm-hmm. because I read, I think several. Well, no, no, I think I read. I think a year after. Uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool release they released like the script that was apparently leaked years before the movie was even like that whole like test footage even leaked and I'm like if I would have read this I would have been so pissed because this is legit like the movie so I don't think I I don't want to spoil myself too much I'm okay with seeing these photos talking about them and not going too crazy with the detail because there's still some of this stuff that I want to see. You know, we we talked about how in the Wonder Woman trailer, we were mm-hmm. surprised that the golden armor was shown. You know, there's still yeah. some things in this movie that I want to be a surprise. So yeah. hopefully they don't throw too much out there. Yeah, which DC had been really good about until recently. Um, you know, Birds of Prey showed everything. Yeah. So, you know, that wasn't... That was unfortunate. But, you know, I, I don't think Matt Reeves will show a lot. Although, granted, we should be getting a trailer at the end of the year because he said he was taking something to CCXP. Um, although that also, there was no coronavirus happening. So we don't know what's happening anymore. For sure. Holy yeah, crap. I saw that. I know you mentioned it earlier today, but they uh, pushed back James Bond. Yes. I was looking forward to that too, man. Yeah, man. Like Now well, i got to wait till November. Well, the really scary thing is somebody brought a good point. So the studios put these movies at a certain date strategically mm-hmm. so that way they don't yeah. have to compete against other studios. But now mm-hmm. that Bond has moved, I'll, the rumor is that more movies are going to start doing it. And so we're going to have a really fat, crowded end of the year. Which would be kind of cool. That just means the rest of this year is going to be kind of boring. But I will say if movies do start doing that and Wonder Woman's like, uh, we're not going to move at all. And they just have all summer to just like eat up the box office. That'd be pretty great. I like that. Because what? There's... There's not even another Marvel movie coming out anytime soon. Uh, Black what, Widow. Black Widow. And is that going to get moved? That is one that is speculated to move, but it's That's speculated true. that if Black Widow moves, Wonder Woman will also move. I hope not, because it's still like, what, three months? I, it needs to be there during the summer. Like, it needs to keep its date. Because it got moved once already. I don't think they can move it again. So, like, yeah. it'll just be too much, because then you're competing with everybody at the end. So um yeah that'll be interesting but anyways we're gonna move on to comic news which we don't have a lot of um and one of them i i i think i made this joke at the end of the last podcast i was like let's see if we could make if batman just shows a little picture or something in strange adventures which is tom king's new book that is about adam strange uh, Juice just and, wants to uh, talk about tom king's writing that's it exactly <laughs> um but batman actually showed up yes, so i was like oh shit so I was like, this is kind of cool. So uh, just a quick rundown. We're not going to go through the whole book. Um, Strange Adventures. If you guys, the cool thing about this book is you don't not you don't got to need no, you don't need to know shit about Adam Strange because I don't. Yeah, I know nothing about yeah, him. No, I was except for Zeta. Beast. I was trying to find some time to read because I think there's a at least three or four miniseries 
on the DC Universe app. I was wanting to read those before this came out. This one kind of snuck up on us, and Mm. I wasn't able to. So I read this blind, didn't know anything about, you know, Adam Strange, and it still was a great story. There isn't really anything, because everything that you would need to know, this is an intro number one book. So it tells you all of that history in this one issue. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And um, one thing I picked up from listening to Tom King recently on a podcast, which was Word Balloon, he talked about how he's writing three things right now. One is Adam Strange, or I should say Strange Adventures. Um, The second one is Batcat. And the third one is a mystery project that we don't know about yet, but he's apparently already put hints in other books about. I'm thinking Booster Gold. Probably. Maybe. Um, Which would be great. But apparently all three of them have a noir slash detective type feel to them. And you get that right away from this. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that you've probably seen the promos things is you got really nice colors in, on covers. And then you got really like dark and like tainted covers. Scratchy, which, gritty, yeah. grainy art. Yeah. Which is done by Mitch Gerards. The other one is doc, done by Doc Shainer. Yes. Uh, Shiner? Shainer? Shainer. Shainer? Yeah. Um, and I mean, the art in this book is beautiful. Um, and I love the contrasting things because the, the Doc Shainer art, which is like what everybody's like, Oh my God, it reminds me of the golden age, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. That is the polished, like nice media version of doctor of, uh, Adam Strange in this and the gritty, like he's a traitor. He's a murderer stuff from Mitch Gerard's is people accusing him of being a murderer. Yeah. Uh, essentially, or like a war criminal or something like that. And that's basically what this is. Um, Adam Strange is basically this guy that lives on two different planets, and he became a war hero on that other planet. But, you know what? You can't be a war hero without, you know, taking a few lives. Yeah, and so, and you kind of got that skewed a little bit. The, the yeah. Mitch Gerard's... Oh, did I? Yeah, the Mitch Gerard's art is everything that has happened currently while all the Doc Shainer oh, stuff okay. is in the past, showing you the history yeah. of, of Adam Strange and also like what happened like to get him back on Earth. So okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because there's still some people that are very nice to him while Mitch Gerard's art is still like going on. And yeah. you know, you like you said it, you know, there's there comes a point where somebody like gets really pissed off at him. And you're because he's doing a book signing. Yeah. He's, this he's whole, writing this a whole book. time. He's doing a, a book signing yeah. about the war, how he saved the planet and how he did it as basically a human from Earth. So yeah. all these people are saying, oh, I, I love what you did is, you know, I can't believe you did this. You're such a hero, blah, blah, blah. And then you start getting more people like we you get this one dude that is just furious and he's just like, you're a criminal, you killed people, I heard everything that you've done, blah, blah, blah. And it blows up on the internet. It blows up on the internet. This is all yeah. one video. And, mm-hmm. you know, we get to see the relationship between uh, Strange and his wife. And mm-hmm. we, he, you know, we we don't see the daughter in current time, but we get to see her in some of the flashbacks. So that's something that's interesting that we haven't seen the daughter yet. Uh, that was something I immediately noticed. But Adam, Str- I keep wanting to say Doctor Strange, but Adam Strange yeah, uh, goes on like he has a conference and he tells people, "Hey, 
I know there's a lot of rumors of stuff that it's been happening. Oh, well, before that, before that, before the, the, mm. the meeting or whatever, in the middle of a book signing, somebody who was getting a book signed, they say, oh, man, I can't believe that happened. Like, is it true? Have you heard what happened? Mm-hmm. And then we get the news that the guy that was yelling at him prior that accused him of being a killer, his head was blown off, presumably yeah. by a Adam Strange's gun. Yeah, by the the, the laser gun. <laughs> yeah. And so Adam is wanting to get ahead of this. He's calling a conference. He's saying, hey, you know, just wanted to talk about these rumors. None of them are true. Uh, we'll get the bottom of this. And he goes to the one person he yeah. thinks, hey, if nobody will believe me, they must believe the world's greatest detective, yeah. that being Batman. This was a surprise to me. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it whatsoever. You know, because you kind of see him just like handing his gun to somebody and it's like in a POV yeah. view, like you're the person that he's like giving the gun to and then you turn the page and it's Batman. Yeah. I was like, yes, I could talk about it on the podcast. But granted, I thought that was cool. I love when other characters go to other characters for expertise things. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yo, we got to go to Batman. He's a master strategist. He's a great detective. You know what I mean? Or like, we need somebody that is superpowers. Let's go to Superman. We need somebody that Which can talk to Which I will say, down, this is blah, the blah, second blah. book this week that a character goes to Batman for his expertise. In Lois, really, what was it? Lois Lane oh. number nine? Uh, they go to Batman, but she's one of the greatest detectives, though. I know, Why I is know. She going to Batman, they, they go to Batman for expertise, but then they quickly turn him into a joke. And I quickly just like it was just it was a dumb issue. We'll talk about yeah. that on my other podcast, Comic Book Legion, if you guys <laughs> want to listen to that. But uh, we we learn that Batman wants basically nothing to do with it in a weird way. You know, he's, he's saying that he's a little too busy and he has a lot on his plate. So he's going to have somebody else, you know, come in and help. He like referred some, yeah, yeah. yeah, he referred somebody else, somebody who was said to be one of the smartest people in the DC universe. That being, and yeah. you see on the very last page, you don't get to see his face, but you see the jacket, the famous jacket of Mr. Terrific. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because, one, I love things that are logical, but also world building when it comes to this kind of stuff. Batman can't solve every mystery. Mm-hmm. Like, although he does a lot, like he has like 50 books out every week and he's doing a lot of shit in the universe. But it comes to a point when you're like, okay, well, that could happen because this is happening and you know, maybe he just went there to this. Like, but he can't solve every mystery because even mysteries take time. Like, you've got to go talk to people. you got to go find all this stuff. So you would think that, like, all right, I have the Bat family. They're all really good detectives, too. Um, each of them is going to go start going and solve the stuff. Yeah. But eventually, they all get busy and they got to fight their own heroes or villains and blah, blah, blah. So it's cool that he's like, oh, yeah, I got somebody else. And if you read Scott Snyder's story when he was still writing good stuff, oh, but ding, ding. Um, that was a terrible drum roll, but, (laughs) but, um, you know, he wrote this awesome story about Batman finding a mystery, finally solving a mystery he's been trying to solve for so long. And it led to this like secret detective club. Yes. That was in detective 1000. Yeah. 
yeah and so like you know that he has these other people he knows he can trust when it comes to these kind of things so i thought that was kind of cool that he's like i'm gonna pass you on to somebody else and um yeah that was just a cool way to end the book and of course it's tom king so i'm gonna continue to read it but i thought it was a nice way for him to kind of like it kind of like symbolically too, like oh i'm passing this on like batman i'm I'm done with batman like after of course batcast should have been done by now or almost done by now but um you know it's kind of like he's like look i'm no longer writing batman so you know here's my last little homage to batman but you know he's passing it on now somebody else is going to be doing it and now it's going on to mr terrific so that, that was kind of cool you know what i mean yeah for sure i'm pretty sure i'm looking way too much into that but you know it's like <laughs> it's whatever so um yeah so this this book is interesting because again, Tom King is definitely somebody that loves to take characters and break them down and build them back up, or you know, like uh, add these kind of mystery, crazy stories, and just basically make fucked up stories. You know what I mean? When you really look at it, like they're like heart wrenching, but they're human. Yes, that's the co- the the good thing about Tom King. Whether you go look at, I mean, like the nobody that's read Vision. If you're a Marvel person, um, and you don't read a lot of DC stuff, that Vision story is really good. Yes. And so, like, um, you know, I highly suggest reading that if you want to see some Tom King stuff. The Omega Men, which is something that I think it got canceled, but he got he was able to finish it. Yes. Um, that's a really good story, too, which that's supposed to be coming out on hardcover very soon, apparently, um, which I might be picking that up because that was a really good story. Uh, which uh, I think he won an award for that. I believe he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of crazy. But again, he he does these really grounded stories that are very personal, personable for anybody that's like reading them. You know what I mean? And for the characters, too. Like he has been he's a he's an old school comic book nerd. He's read a lot of the Golden Age stuff. He brings in all these old school like references and stuff, but he makes them for a modern time. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm excited to see what he you know does next in that book. But I'm still waiting for Batcat. Um, but now we're going to go on to Batman 90, which this was awesome. Um, so one, uh, one thing we were talking about and correct me if I'm wrong, cause I know you read it recently. I have to flip through it. But, uh, one thing we've been complaining about, uh, on the last time we covered Batman was the whole Batman having a bunch of new gadgets in every single issue was getting kind of old. Doesn't happen this issue, correct. which was awesome. This is a new gadget free zone as far as mm-hmm. the issue goes because technically it has nothing to do with batman and i think yeah well, that is well when you look at the grand story yeah it deals more with the villains and i think that's majorly why now it does still talk about the gadget that he introduced last issue because yeah, harley quinn is controlling them with a ps4 controller which i think is awesome yeah damn right <laughs> ps4 not xbox screw pc master race batman batman is, is a sony person he's smart mm-hmm. you're damn right but uh, i thought that was a cool little like uh you know it's not a full page spread but a majority of it is harley quinn on a game pretty much a gaming chair yeah and uh she's playing you know she's she's controlling those drones going after deadshot and all I think of the it drones great, are like, done. Like if you zoom in to when you see her, like from behind, that is a gaming. Yeah, chair. Yeah, it looks like a gaming chair. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
Um, but uh, I love how it's also outlined in like pink or something. So it's like Batman has like just different types of gaming chairs <laughs> in, his, in his laboratory. Um, but uh, the cool thing about this is Harley Quinn is controlling the drones and she knows that freaking they have rubber bullets. So she's just like pelting uh, Deathstroke with these. And, she, yeah. and she's like, let's see uh, if I can close that other eye. yeah and then lucius fox is like uh should we really be letting her control these he is all like as long as she doesn't get lethal you can cut like controls if you want to like just let her you basically chase after that's right um and then we get to uh the continuation of what was happening with uh the talk because batman was like me and selena need to talk um one thing i do want to point out because uh in this little conversation on this panel right before they go into the past uh, they use Selena and Bruce. I want to hear your opinion on this, right? Because there was a lot of people during Tom King's run that hated Bat-Cat they're, when they were like, Bat-Cat. I know a lot of people were like, it's cheesy, there were pet names, or it just sounds stupid. That was a general idea of that. I kind of had the pet peeve of why the fuck are you using real names when you're in your costumes? And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're on a rooftop. Nobody's going to hear them. Not in today's day and age, people hear everything. Yeah. And people have phones everywhere. There's audio recordings everywhere, blah, blah. No matter what Batman's technology is, I'm pretty sure if somebody just hears Bruce or Selena, they're like, oh, shit. All right, now i got to search every Bruce Wayne in freaking, you know, Gotham. Or i got to search every Bruce or every Selena and let me can narrow these down. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's always been a pet peeve of mine. Like, it happened in the Justice League movie, and I know it's happened in some of the comics recently, where they're like, before he revealed his identity, they're like, Clark. And they're like, you know, shit like that. And you're like, whoa, chill out. Like, why are you saying that flat out? Yeah. That's always a pet peeve to mine. But they use Bruce and Selena here. Like, if they would have put, like, whispers, like, whispers and Selena. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would have been, like, whatever. A little bit more viable, or, like, and I mean, viable in my opinion. Technically, if you kind of look at it, you can, if... I know it's weird when you when you say, hey, you just got to look at the body language and it's like a drawing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you look at the body language in here, it very much shows that it's very soft because he is yeah. not aggressive whatsoever. You can tell mm-hmm. that he's just wanting to know. So I can very much see them possibly whispering this. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, since Lucius is also listening in and yes, Lucius knows the identity of these two, but... Mm-hmm. This is an intimate relationship between Selena and Bruce. And I don't think yeah. Bruce would just be like, hey, anybody can listen in on this a conversation, you know? Yeah. So I think they are being a little bit softer with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a point like near the end where you definitely see where Batman is kind of pissed off and kind of talking yeah. to her. But, you know, at at this moment yeah. now, he is a little bit softer. He's just wanting to know why she's so standoffish, why she's acting a little weird. And she does go on to the story about, you know, where this all started. And let me just say, yeah. I know it's the same art, mm-hmm. but from the panel that says, and I'm sorry, yeah, to the next page, it feels completely different aesthetically yeah, colors man and it is so beautiful yeah george Hume- she looks great Dude, in this Jimenez's art i love it i love it i love it i don't know when he will ever be like at a con that i can go to but i mm. so hope that i can meet him where does he live 
Because he's not American, right? No. I don't know. He's like Italian or well, some shit, I right? don't, Or Spain. I don't know if he's some... Spanish from Spain. Yeah. Or if he is in another European country. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It just blows my mind that this guy is able to put in this much work and still look fucking jacked. Dude, I was just about like, to say. he is dude, so jacked. It is so unfair that he can draw Superman so well <laughs> and also be Superman. It is so unfair. Yeah. So unfair. Yeah. But, uh. And even the guy that has also done colors for Jimenez, he's also pretty mm-hmm. jacked as well. Uh, well, yeah, like, um, yeah, he hangs out with a bunch of dudes, like, all the time. And I don't know if they're all in the comic book business or what. Um, but, yeah, it's like, I always see him posting videos, like, they're at the gym, like, ah, da, ah, da, like just no, fucking pounding did you, out. Fucking... Did you recently see the photos that Capullo posted of, like, how he used to look? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Uh, like, with hair and stuff? No. Or he was super jacked. He was, like, think of, like, Goldberg, but, like, mm-hmm. the body of Goldberg, but the size of Capullo. Well, doesn't he, didn't he start working out, like, crazy because he was, like, an alcoholic? Like, he was, like, I gotta work out because, like, I have a drinking problem. Yeah, I think so. I want to say it was something like that. Uh, but anyways, back to the comic book and not talking about jacked writers and artists. <laughs> um, uh, Yeah, the... So basically Catwoman is going into this monologue talking about how like how she met the designer. She's telling Bruce her story and like, you know, basically giving all of the, you know, background. And the cool thing about this is everybody else got this invitation too. They got this like envelope with the, you know, the D signa on it, uh, insignia on it. And um I I love the panel where they're all standing on the dock like I know a lot of people, depending on your views on comics, think women are sexualized or whatever. But I love the way women are drawn in comics a lot. Like, I think they just look awesome. And especially in this catsuit, I think she looks dope. Like, you know, high, like, waisted boots and, like, just the hair coming out of the thing. Like, I've always thought this was a dumb costume, but he makes it look great. Now, I will say there um, there is a panel. I think it's, like... It's where he doesn't put so much detail when everybody's sitting at the table, like, eating. Like, yeah. the cat suit doesn't look that great there, but everywhere else, mm-hmm. it just looks amazing. I love the yeah, I love the yeah. way he draws the purple suit, to be honest. I just, yeah, I just for do. sure. Yeah, it does look really great. And so what happens is there's, this is kind of like, um, what is, what do they call it with uh, the ferryman is kind of what happens. They're on this dock. And this guy comes up with a boat who looks he's like he's dead because we've seen it in this comic. If, you, if the viewers have been or the listeners have been reading this, he there's this weird thing that the designer does where he has these people that you don't have this gas coming out of their mouth. Like they're just like really weird or whatever. And they talk to everybody else like the Joker had it. And other people that were dead had this in their mouth. Yeah. And the designer's talking to people. So he has like this ferryman almost going across this taking him to like a secret house yeah right yeah this reminds me of that house that the justice league dark uses yes that's what it reminded me of so uh they get into the house and we see the designer yeah tartarus house um and we see the designer in his freaking pimp outfit um that he has going on somebody said that this looks like his his wardrobe is the combination mm-hmm. of every Gotham villain in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that, but I can see how they would get that. Uh, I think that's kind of a reach. Yeah. Because who wears combat pants I, I, and pirate boots? I, um, 
who wears who wears the big Ric Flair coat kind of thing? <laughs> like, woo! I don't, you know, I don't know who's doing that. Um, but anyways, so the designer has a dinner ready for everybody, um, and it's just really interesting. And the, this, I love this one panel where the designer says, "The clown, the clown prince of crime. Uh, your reputation precedes you." And then Joker says, "That's the whole point of a reputation, isn't it?" Um, so I love that little interaction there. Um, and then the designers basically like, I have dinner ready. Let's sit down. And, uh, then, then there's these panels of Catwoman running away from Batman and Robin, which I always love that. It's really cool. And she's getting away from them. And she's talking about how, like, he basically changed things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, things and everybody, different. you know, the, the one thing that you always hear from villains is whenever they're you know, being captured by Batman. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, don't stop the game now. We're just having fun. You know, things like that. Yeah. Everybody saw this as a game. Batman yeah. was a new player and he was a new challenge for them. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly and the way. And this is exactly the way Catwoman was describing it in this yeah. on this page. She was just saying, oh, you know, I could have just done this and this. But mm-hmm. now that you're here. You know, I can do this and make me feel even better because, you know, you weren't able to stop me. Yeah. Yeah. And Krantz, he always did, too. And at this point, it goes back to the present day. And Bruce is like, enough of this nostalgia. Like, what is happening? And she's like, no, you need to know all this before I tell you. Yeah. And um, the cool thing is that we get a little bit of history about the designer, which we don't really know how old this guy is. Um, because the flashbacks seem kind of old. It seems like it goes back to the Musketeer days. Almost as if it was year two. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so it goes back to like, I will say, when I was reading this, though, when I was reading this whole like little Musketeer part, it re- did you read the crossover between Shadow and Batman when that came out? No, I did not. Okay, so it reminded me of that, because... In that crossover, they were kind of flirting with the idea that Batman was trained by the Shadow like years ago. Okay. And he was using kind of like a different alias, but he was always the Shadow when he was training him. And they had like some fencing and stuff in oh, there too, which was kind of cool. Yeah, so that's uh, the the DC, uh, what is it? Is it Boom or Dynamite? Dynamite. Dynamite? Okay, so the, the DC version of that crossover was great. The Dynamite. The Dynamite version, not so yeah, yeah. yeah um so yeah so definitely highly suggest reading that one but we get kind of the history or not the history but we get kind of a small origin of the designer and he was talking about how he had like his own batman he had his own detective that was always foiling his plans so what he needed to do was he needed he said this detective was always like three steps ahead of him so he needed to think a hundred steps ahead of him yeah so he like locked himself in a room or something like that basically and tried to come up with he had to think you know, X amount of steps in front of the detective. So he, you know, started coming up with these crazy ideas and these plans, and he eventually bested the detective. And he was like, that's how you need to think about beating Batman. And that's kind of what he tells everybody at this thing. And he makes everybody step into his office and go through every one of his plans. And and the way the uh, Catwoman tells this, she's saying that he destroys the plan every single time. Like, you know, like, oh, I would do this. And he's like, no, but he would do this. And he's basically just taunting them on like, yeah, I would beat you this way. I'd beat you this way. I'd beat you this way. So you, how would you be? Yeah, he, and he's he playing the them. role as Batman, basically, in these conversations. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, I will say I love that one panel with Catwoman where she's like just like listening intently with her hands on her chin because she's I really she's love that very because the Intrigued. the way she's describing it is oh you know one day I could have just been you know robbing a small little jewelry store but now I yeah. can rob a billionaire from this and that and you know yeah and so her, like a small nation yeah exactly and so she could literally see like change in herself immediately after this conversation with the designer. And when she walked out of the room, she noticed how Riddler and Penguin were very hyped up about their plans and how, you know, Mm -hmm. what they were going to do for them. And then it's Joker's turn. Joker walks in. Joker walks in and she says, it feels like hours that they're in Mm -hmm. the room together. And then all of a sudden, the designer comes out his sword drawn and just tells all of his henchmen to kill them. Yeah. And so there's a big firefight. Everything is going fucking crazy. And then before you know it, freaking Joker Joker shoots the designer point blank in the back of the head. Point blank. And like immediately when when I read this... So this is what we were talking about earlier, how we had two different mm-hmm. takes on, you know, the book. Yeah. I immediately saw this and thought the designer is just a throwaway character to hype up Joker. And mm-hmm. you said that's not necessarily true because we don't yeah. know if he's legitimately dead because technically we have seen him or somebody that mm-hmm. has dressed like him in the current, like in current day. And yeah. that is true. I just hope that like this isn't just all Joker. Yeah, and you know, and that's my big thing. That's my biggest yeah, thing. And the reason why, when Clay pointed that out to me, I was like, "Well, you got to think of it like this: if the designer is somebody that thinks a hundred steps ahead of everybody, he would have known that these four players would more than likely try to kill him, so he would have planned for this." So he could have easily had somebody else be the designer while and he was talking through him through those little mic things. So we don't know if this person was re- the one that got killed is really the real designer yeah. because like was kind of foreshadowed in issue one that Joker isn't really the real Joker. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So this could easily be a different designer. Um, but after, you know, the, the whole group's kind of freaking out, like, you know, Joker, what the hell did you do? And now we can never do these plans because we were going to use his money to do these things. And, uh, the cool thing about Selena, she says that like, it was that, let me just read the quote. She's like, uh, because they're burnt, they burn everything. Like they have to get rid of all the bodies and stuff. So they burn the house down, which is crazy. And they're standing on a dock. And this is, uh, what Selena says, um, uh, she says, and at the signal hanging in the clouds above it, because there's the bat symbol, I think the bat symbol is in the background, um, is what she's just hinting at. She was, uh, something in him changed that, that night. His eyes, they were different than they had ever been before. It was the first time seeing what kind of evil he was going to become. And there's just like this menacing Joker photo. And it's kind of like, if you've always known the Joker as the goofy, like, ha 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 kind of Joker... This was the first beginning of the like psychotic fucked up joke. Now, don't be, you know, don't be fooled by. I already saw an article today. I don't, I can't remember Mm -hmm. if it was from comicbook.com or what. There's already a headline saying that Batman 90 brings a new origin to the Joker. Like, 
Yeah, that's dumb. That don't fall for that. It's not necessarily showing an origin. It's just showing that this may have been like the first adrenaline junkie, like bloodlust Joker. Yeah, but he has always still been the Joker, and it and it and it says, you know, from the very beginning when all four of them are at the dock, that he's a little mm. creepy, he's a little bit of a creep, and he's a little weird. So he's always been yeah. the Joker, but mm. this may have been the first time he like was out for blood type thing. Yeah, and if you're yeah, depending on when this is, could be post or pre, uh, Killing Joke. Yeah. You know, because that is also a past present story, too. So obviously he was he becomes a Joker in Killing Joke. But at, was Barbara shot at this time? Because if he's if he fucked up Barbara before this, then that means he was still fucked up and he got even worse. after yeah. this. But, you know, this could be before that, meaning he's like, oh, I'm going to go shoot Barbara Gordon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like we don't know exactly when this is. But uh, it goes to the final page where um Bruce, where Selena basically reveals that uh, she was like, look, if if the designer is really still alive, if he is back somehow and he has everybody's plans, you need to know the target of my big heist. And he's like, I already know who it is. Um, it's me. And that means if you're if the designer has your plans, everything I own is going to be gone. My family's wealth, my everything like it's all gone. And you just see like Batman swinging off a cl- like off the building, like all badass. It was a weird ending. It kind of just ended abruptly. Yeah, I will say mm-hmm. that was a little weird for me, but I got where they were going with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think I thought it was really cool, and I was just like, "Oh crap!" Because once this got revealed, and I think this is how I I love stories like this when things get revealed later, because it makes you think of everything that happened before. Mm-hmm. And so I really started thinking about, I was like, oh, crap. I was like, that means everything that's been happening is leading up to some other stuff. Which, oh, I didn't I didn't mean, I meant to go ahead and verify that. I'll do it here in a little bit. But, um, so the shell game that started off this series was Penguin's design. And that's why he told Batman, you know, an issue or two ago, he's like, this is what's going to happen. He was like, the targets are just decoys. They're going after the real target, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was his shell game. Now, I want to say somewhere in this comic book, it talked about a joke. Okay, Riddler describing a kind of technological labyrinth that would cripple law enforcement in the city. That could easily be zero year. So if this actually happened pre-zero year, this meeting, that means it's very early on. Yeah. Um, so that could be the technological labyrinth. And now, because if you go back and read Zero Year, that was a technological labyrinth. Yes, it was. That Batman had to fight through. Don't forget that Tinian is also a disciple of Scott Snyder. Yes. So that could easily just be hinting at, like, yo, this is my boss's boss. You know, this is my you know, my dude's freaking story. So he's connecting them, which is kind of cool. So that if that were the case, that means this all happens before Zero Year. Yeah. Um, which would be very interesting. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. So we've seen penguins, and we'll just assume we've seen Riddlers. Um, so that means Catwoman's is about to happen right now, most likely. And Joker's is probably going to be this Joker war that is about to happen. What if... What if death of the family and Endgame were his, were his plans? You think so? Yeah. I feel like... 
Okay, so I don't know. See, this would be really now, weird, and it, it can't be. No, I'm saying like what? in a sense of like, yeah, we're still gonna get the Joker. That war, was a... but yeah, but this will be like the continuation of that because those were his plans all along. That would be interesting if, if he's if able to tie it in. You know, yes, without um, getting rid of the current timelines because this is post Tom King's run. So he can't just automatically start from there, well, you know it's what I mean? Post Tom, so he'd have it's, to tie it it's in. post Tom King's run, but post Tom King's run was post Snyder. So exactly, and, and King didn't really add anything to Snyder's mythos. Like so, he I still think that Tinian can still go back further and mess with that without messing with Tom King's run. Wait, so are, are you saying that he would just connect it like the same era that like, just add to that story? No, because that's not, I, I, not possible. I would I would say that this Joker war is in the current timeline, like currently today in today's mm-hmm. world or whatever, or in today's Batman universe. But it's referencing like you start to see some reminiscence of Death of the Family and of Endgame. And then you hear Joker say this is what I had planned all those years ago, you know, and you just kept stopping me. Now I can finally finish what I've started. And so yeah. in a way it's still connected to that Snyder verse mm-hmm. and still being able to make it his own thing because he's just adding on to it. Yeah. I could see something like that. Um, although I, do you think that kind of affects Snyder's run though? Because Snyder's run, that was the last good part of his run. And then it kind of went into that whole, like, Gordon stuff. It did so. go into the Gordon stuff. And then afterward, I think there was, like, maybe one or two stories that Snyder had after the Gordon stuff. I don't think it'll mess with it. Because, like I said, all he has to do is reference it and not really mess with it. Now, yeah. you can you can say that the designer didn't really because you didn't get any feedback from you know the designer on penguin stuff you didn't get any feedback on the riddler stuff technically you didn't get any feedback from the designer out loud with the catwoman stuff Mm -hmm. so we don't know what the designer necessarily thought about joker other than these guys are a fucking mess and they need to be killed so maybe joker was like well now that he can't help me, I don't need I didn't need his help anyway. Now I know mm. with being able to kill the designer that I could definitely kill the Batman. And of course everybody, yeah. you know, underestimates Batman. That's why he wasn't he's still around. He wasn't able to kill him of Death of the Family. He wasn't able to kill him during Endgame. So yeah. just throwing this in there, you know, tipping the hat to Snyder, saying, Hey, I'm going to reference your story and then yeah. I'm going to add to it. I think a lot of writers do that anyway with other characters. So I think it's doable yeah. here without tainting yeah. the the greatness or the legacy, quote unquote, of those mm-hmm. other great stories. Yeah, I could see that. I just don't want it to be I don't I don't know if I would want the wording of like um, you know, improving on that design you know although it does film very similar to that mm-hmm. because he's gonna go after every single one of them you know what i mean 
Um, and I, I want to say that was post Harley breakup. So Harley wasn't there anymore. So now he has a new person to help him out with these things. Yeah. So maybe he can do a little bit different stuff. So uh, it'll be interesting. And I wouldn't be surprised um, if they do that, do that, tie that, tie that together. But I would really like to go back and see how, how this would fit. Because if, if you know, if that technological labyrinth is zero year, Batman was still kind of Batman before zero year anyways. So it would be very early on. But you know what? It can't be. It, it gets into that weird range because Robin wasn't there yet. So we see in this panel oh, of what's her name running with, around, with Robin was yep. there. So he is not in, he's in zero year. Cause like, if you read the stories of zero year, he like helps out during the flood or whatever, but he's not like, Robin. The circus is in town. He's not Robin. So same thing with, um, a whole bunch of them. Like, I, I told you, you should read zero year, like yeah. the stories of zero year. It's really, they're really good. So yeah, but I think that's, it gets a little muddled at that point. I think that's when some people don't do enough research trying to connect these well, kind of things. So here's the thing that I learned from a indie writer. Now, this writer has probably become one of my favorite mm. writers within the recent years. If anyone is a fan of Power Rangers, he's writing the Power Rangers books right now at Boom Studios. His name is Ryan Parrott. And he said in an interview, he mm. does an interview with a Power Ranger podcast like every single time. Like all of his books are out for like either that week or that month. He said yeah. on a most recent podcast that I forgot what the quote was like word for word, but don't verbatim. Yeah, but don't let uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Don't let uh, basically don't let common sense ruin you from having fun writing a book. Basically, mm -hmm. now. He doesn't say, oh, you can just write whatever. He's saying, hey, if you have to put something here to make your, you know, your writing make sense, then just do that. And it's, yeah. and we see that a lot. You know, we see that with, you know, hey, you know, this isn't necessarily continuity because of this. We just did it just now. You know, Robin yeah. is there. Mm -hmm. And we can say, hey, Tinian, we assume that this is the time period between zero year this and that the other mm -hmm. and he can say yes you're correct and then you go and say but robin wasn't robin or you know whatever yeah and then he'll just throw like just you know something that's very convoluted but something that fits and i think well, i could already fix it too I, like um but i i just, just i just think that it, it there's a lot of truth in that you know mm -hmm. for somebody who is a creative there is, for Batman, 85 years worth of books. Yeah. Now, if DC were to tell you, hey, Juice, before you can write one comic, you have to read every single comic Batman was ever put inside. So mm -hmm. that way you can have correct continuity. Yeah. It would be fucking impossible. Yeah, no, and, and I don't see it like that. I We've mentioned it on this podcast, and I've told you a million times. Continuity, in my mind, when it comes to comic books, is much like a Doctor Who episode. Like, the way the Doctor Who visions the timeline, it's constantly in flux. Mm -hmm. And so it can change from issue to issue, 
but you know they try to make sense yes. of it somehow like there's so my thing is and so i forgot where i heard this or i think somebody commented it to tom king once and he was like yeah that's how i see it but basically all these events are happening in like a three to five year time period from when he first because, starts being batman to now yeah something along those lines you know i think he meant like current continuity you know what i mean uh-huh. uh and he even wrote he did that annual that showed you like yo day, he day by day shit or whatever every it was. single day yeah. yeah and some of those stories that we read for like three or four months he was like no that happened in like a week like you know what i mean that's kind of have that and then of course you would want to try to fit stuff like long halloween into that but you know that takes a year so you're just like all right that had to have happened over a year span but all this other crap happened in between that yeah. you know what i mean and then your brain just starts to need to start to, needs to start thinking in a way like, okay, we just have to kind of envision Catwoman's costume now was a little different at that time, yeah. or it's she wasn't always wearing that costume or whatever to make it make sense. So it's constantly in flux, and I think you can the way you what you what you should be doing with comics is keeping the important shit and letting all the other little stuff go. Yes. So you should be keeping the fixed points in time. Death you should of, be keeping those Death of moments. the Waynes. Uh, exactly. The first appearance uh, of Batman. Uh, yeah, first appearance of Robin. Yeah. Stuff like those that. Those things are, uh, what does the doctor call them? Uh, fixed fixed, yeah, points, fixed in points in time. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that it, totally makes sense. Yeah, so I think that's what it is. And I'm not, I'm not harping on this stuff. It's just when I see it, I like to call it uh, out. I do it in sitcoms yeah, all the yeah. time. When I watch Friends, I see shit that messes up all the time. What did I watch? Oh, I, I'm on a Boy Meets World kick right now, and I'm watching a bunch of old shit. Nice. And so, like, I see when they mess stuff up or when they had to retake stuff, but they already changed the scenery, and I'm like, oh, oh that's, no, that's me, different. Like, me and yeah. my wife, uh, we kind of stopped watching Boy Meets World. I think we're only on, like, season three. We need to go back to it. But we did the same yeah. thing a couple times. Yeah. So I do that often, and so I see it in comic books a lot. I mean, I love Tom King, but he's done it like a couple of times too. It's usually in his annuals or his like side stories. I'm like, hey, how does that? Oh, and he just says like, and he's like, uh, he doesn't say anything, <laughs> um, which I think is hilarious. But yeah, I don't think um, this should really be any issue with Tinian. Although I will say the reason why I could harp on it a little bit if I wanted to is because it's recent continuity. Yes. Because I've read a lot of Snyder stuff, and I feel like Tinian wrote so much with Snyder anyways that he, I feel like he just knows that story, you know what I mean? He was probably like, oh my god, this is great, you know? Yeah. Took a class with them, so I feel like if you have a teacher, you're reading all that shit anyways. But since it was such, like, it's only, he's only a writer removed from Snyder. So, like, I feel like that's stuff you could have looked at and, like, really paid attention to that. But I will say Grant Morrison was somebody, when he was writing Batman, said that he kind of along the same things that you said you're yeah, that writer you're listening to or reading uh, said, he says that, yeah, you shouldn't really care about the little things. Like when he was all, how, why should I fucking uh, have to know how wide a cave needs to be to fit a freaking, you know, bat wing in it? Like yeah. that's just taking away all the fun shit out of comics. Yeah, like for sure. You know what? The, the, the cave's infinite. It's whatever it's freaking, you know, it's the, it's the inside of the TARDIS. So it's just like, everything's bigger on the inside. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the kind of that's the kind of little shit you don't need to worry about. Because if you start bringing logic into comics, they're just not fun. Yeah, no, like they're just not. And if you want that, now, go li- no, go watch freaking. Uh, now I will say, the Nerdist we, Science Channel. We like we like the realistic comic book debates. 
But if you start to put more realistic stuff in your conversations about mm-hmm. comics, that's when it does get a little boring. Now, but for us who have been reading the entire continuity of New 52, Rebirth, and now DC Universe, like this is this yeah. is a this is a timeline. And so it is fun mm-hmm. to debate that timeline and like we were saying, where does this take place in that timeline? That's okay to do. Yeah. But at some points we just have to know, okay, this is just gonna be his, you know, point of view and this is where you know, it's going to be in whatever type of story. So, you know, mm-hmm. at that point, we're just like, all right, we'll let it go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think once, once if the story is good enough, you don't give a fuck about the little things yeah, anyways. Exactly. So, yeah. So anyways, uh, that is Batman 90, which is pretty cool. Uh, we should have Detective, I, I already forget the number at this point. Uh, the next Detective. 10, it's like 10, 18. No, I think it's 10, 10 21. 20. Are we already there for? Yeah. Shit um that story is kind of cool so we'll have that next week are we having any new like criminal insanity anything Um, like that let me take a quick look yeah i will point out something that i did also research today because we were talking about it um as of last week jason fabuck who is drawing three jokers has said that he is working on the last issue he knows the release date or he knows when it's coming out but they're kind of working out the logistics right now for three jokers. So if you're somebody that has completely forgotten about that story, hopefully it's coming out this year. He's drawing the last issue and um, it looks like there won't be any delays with that because he's literally drawing their last issue. They haven't even released the first one. So it should be pretty solid. All right. Um, So as far as DC comics goes oh, that's a dynamite DC comics, we have uh, Batman, the outsiders, Mm-hmm. We have uh, Catwoman 21. Ooh, nice. That's the ending of that story. Yes. We have... We have a reprint of Robin number one. Okay. Batman's Grave number six. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. That is it for the Batman books. Hmm. Now, uh, hey, was there a Batman well, story in Flash? You know what? I didn't read it. This is totally up to you. Totally up to you. Uh-huh. But just imagine Stan Lee creating DC Universe mm-hmm. Book 1 is going to be uh, going mm-hmm. on sale. This is, I believe, might be a reprint. It doesn't say the price. But, oh, you know what? I think this might be a collection. Hopefully we can get our hands on a preview copy for this because yeah. it will have uh, Stan Lee and Joe Kubert creating Batman number one. Now, if you don't know what the Stan Lee Just Imagine books are, it is Stan Lee's take on mm-hmm. the Justice League characters. Batman is literally yeah. just think of Man Bat, and that's Batman. He... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I own that book. Yeah, so maybe we can take a look at it. Just, you know, kind of fill in the void with the... Yeah, that'll not, be interesting if we get yeah, it. Yeah, if we get it. But if not, I think it'll be a collection. And the last time I saw the actual hardcover of the Just Imagine collection, like, before the death of Stan Lee, mm-hmm. it was still like 50 bucks. So who knows how much it is now. Damn. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we'll definitely read that Ronda number one, see what that's all yeah. about. Um, you know, because he'll be having that. Well, what comes out first, the Robin or the Catwoman? 80 years. Uh, it'll be Catwoman. Okay. Really? She showed up before Robin? I. I but as far possible, as the. Re- yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You know what? Because didn't the whole Robin thing get delayed? I feel like the Robin anniversary got delayed. Did it? Let me look that up as well. Was that going to be the... We're still waiting for the Robin issue from Detective. Yeah. So, I want to know how that messed up his story. If it did at all. All right. So, Um, 80th anniversary. uh, Robin. See here. It's going to be released. Oh, it says... It says on the... It says next week on the 11th that it's going to be released here on Mm -hmm. Newsarama. But that was back. Wait, so is that the number one? Yeah. Okay. That'll be interesting. Okay, so then maybe we'll be talking a lot about that next week. Um, on top of any new leaks and stuff that come out for the movies. And I doubt we'll have video game news, but maybe. <laughs> if we get lucky. If we're lucky. Um, but that's going to be it. Yeah, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. We really appreciate it. Also, one thing we didn't talk about, but there was a lot of stuff that came out. There's a shitload of badass uh, Batman collectibles that are going to be coming out. Oh yeah, like really amazing stuff. There was a toy show I think last week that um was just dominating oh, yeah, Batman fair. news, yeah, yeah. and there's just so much good stuff. Yeah, they're doing uh the black and white statues is doing Greg Capullo's Batman that looks like a crow oh, or an yeah, owl. Yeah, yeah, that one looks so good. Oh yeah, and we forgot to mention um, the uh, Murphy verse. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, we need to talk about. We'll that. talk about All that right, next before time. we get out of here. Ladies oh, you want to talk about that now? No, let's talk about okay. it now. Let's just knock okay. it out now because it'll be way old news. <laughs> so uh, we know that Sean Murphy is not my biggest. I'm not his biggest fan right now, but uh, he is apparently DC is greenlit the Murphy verse to where he is going to, from my understanding, is going to write out what is going to be happening. And he's basically going to be plot pointing stuff and yes. he's going to let other artists write the books. And it's going to be something along the lines of a Batgirl book, a Nightwing book and like another person. I, I feel like there was going to be like four books, wasn't there? Um, let me um, see if I can find it really quickly. This was because of yeah. a question that somebody had for Murphy. Mm-hmm. But and remind you, yeah, so in the Murphyverse, his rules are that uh, only the best writers or something like that. Yeah, he made a whole... Um, so he also so has here's a, the rules of the Murphyverse. One, yeah. dead characters stay dead. Two, no inner monologues, mm-hmm. not a fan of using them. Three, stuff comes out on time. And four, only the best talent who puts customers and readers first. So, yeah, uh, which is cool rules. Yeah, at least the last year. Yeah, uh, but the thing was that uh, the because he, I, I guess he does a lot of Q and As. I never. Yeah, he does a lot. Of I am yeah. just now realizing that because I'm trying to find the really, you know, the one where he actually announced this, and he yeah. is just going on and on and on and on. Well, didn't you text it to me? Oh yeah, yeah, I did text it to, it to you. So that would be yeah. a lot easier. So. To so yeah, he has the these rules, and um, there's gonna be these new. I don't know. Are, 
I don't know if they were going to be minis or what they were. But let's not forget that in the Murphyverse, with characters that died stay dead, he just murdered everybody in the rogues gallery. So unless these are going to be prequels to Curse of the White Knight, he's going to have to make up a bunch of new villains. Oh, Because snap. a lot of them just got massacred. So I am trying to go to the original it. one, and he deleted it. Oh, maybe he said something he wasn't supposed to because he did say there was going to be a Nightwing one and other characters. Uh Maybe he wasn't supposed to announce them. Interesting. He did delete it. Yeah, let me see if uh, if because sometimes I click on those things. And okay, so I actually have the printout of it because I clicked on it and it saved it here. Oh, nice. So this is what this says. So it says so big news, actually. DC wants a mini imprint of White Knight. I'll write the bones for the new minis, and I'll set up the writer-slash-artist team. It'll be done between new volumes of Batman White Knight. It'll be the Murphyverse. Stay tuned for books on Harley, Nightwing, and Batgirl. There you go. There you go. So Harley will be getting one. Harley's going to be running around with two babies and fighting. That's going to be weird. That's going to be. It's going to be so weird. Yeah. But what if one of the babies gets shot? Dude. <laughs> that would be gangster. Oh my god, I killed the baby. I, I will be uh, honest. I'm excited for the Nightwing one just because I have not had yeah. a proper Nightwing in almost two years. So I just I just want Nightwing. And I'm okay. Yeah. Well, Nightwing hasn't done a damn thing in the Murphyverse. Like, not a damn thing. Which is why I really want a Nightwing book, so hopefully he could be doing something. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen? You're going to get a Nightwing book. It's going to be Ramita Jr. Art. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Don't put that bad voodoo on me. This, this Sean Murphy like Ramita Jr.? That would be Stop hilarious. It. Oh, by the way, is Libra Mayhu working on another Batman book? Because I could have swore he was done. But he's been posting stuff on Instagram of, like, it looks like new Batman art. Really? So I'm just like, uh, like, he was, because he does, like, live videos every once in a while. And it showed, like, he was coloring, like, Joker's face or something like that. And um, I was like, what? I don't remember that being old. Or, like, I don't think he has it. So, like, oh, look. So he's doing all this, like, dark side stuff right now. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, look at this dark side. Yeah, I I, like, I just saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if he's working on maybe, like, a Justice League book or something. But the other day, he was showing photos of him, like, coloring Joker's face. And it looked like he had just got, like, punched out and Batman was, like, over him. And I don't remember that being a panel in the latest book. And I was like, why would he be working on that again, though? So I don't know if he's low-key working on something right now. That would be interesting. Yeah, because I thought he was done after the debacle that happened with him. Yeah, and that was something that I was talking to you about. You know, when we talked about this Murphyverse at work, you know, you mm-hmm. you had said that you didn't know how you felt about that and how, you know, of course, because of how this book, The White Knight, has been going, yeah. you weren't very excited. But through conversations of uh what's the bat force radio mm-hmm. both libra mayo and uh well no no, no not libra mayo uh uh 
who's the Azarello and Murphy both went on Bat Force mm-hmm. Radio and basically said that they have both stood up to DC and said, hey, we will follow mm-hmm. these rules, but I still need to do this or I'm out. Yeah. And DC has buckled under them and let them do what they wanted. Now, mm-hmm. not so much, you know, for Azarello and Libermejo, because like you said, mm-hmm. you thought that they were out. Now, to see them working on DC stuff again, maybe that was not entirely true. Maybe because of Murphy, and because uh, freaking uh, uh, Azarello and Murphy apparently have a really good relationship. Right. And maybe, you know, Murphy put in a good word and, you know, got him, you know, a job back or whatever. But I truly think Murphy's the kind of guy that says, hey, this is my story. You can't fuck with it. I've proven that I can make you guys money. If you guys want to lose me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up to you kind of thing. So yeah. I'm okay with him, you know, really doing some research with the artists and writers and saying, okay, you're going to be the best fit for these books because I know that yeah. you can put books out on time and I know mm-hmm. the style of what you want to write. And I think you would be best for this kind of universe. So I th- I think it'll yeah. be cool. I just want to see a true version. I want to see the Lieber Mayhu cut of freaking damn number two. So that's all I want to see. And I don't know if they changed damn three at all. I know it got delayed. Or maybe that's why it got delayed. But I know they cut out some Harley pages from uh, the second book. Yeah. Um, which were supposed to be a little bit more X-rated and shit. So I wish we could see those. I wish they would drop like a, you know, like, oh, yeah, you can't buy. Oh, there's only going to be a limited run of this or something. Like yeah. Um, but, you know, it's whatever. But anyways, that's what we're going to end out on, ladies and gentlemen. Some news that we totally forgot about in the last second. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. As always, I am Juice Wayne. He is Fanboy Clay. And remember, Batman is awesome unless he's skinny like Robert Benson. Uh, <laughs> later, guys. News Weekly!